Hello, and welcome to our first ever Christian Formation podcast by Providence Church in Omaha, Nebraska. My name is Gabe, and I'm the music director at Providence Church. Because this is our first one, I wanted to start out giving a little bit of vision for what this is, where we're going, and to talk about our first form, formative topic, uh, prayer, with my good friend, Andrew Rutten. So, what this is, um, simply put, uh, if you're listening to this, this is a Christian Formation podcast, which is an audio companion to the written blog, which can be found at ProvidenceOmaha.org. And we exist as an extension of the vision of Providence Church. As some of you may know, the vision of Providence as a whole is to make and send disciples of Jesus, meaning that the reason we gather on Sunday and scatter throughout the week is for that one reason, to make disciples of the world around us and of us ourselves through the power of the Spirit and to send disciples both domestically and abroad. And here, our vision is really just an extension of that vision, one area in which we feel we can help the church grow and be equipped as disciples and disciple makers. So here's like the, I guess, the written vision for this podcast. Um, Our mission is to make and send disciples, equipping them to become more like Christ and to see, champion, and bring forth the kingdom of God in every area of culture. And it's a bit of a long one, but um, maybe we can devote some time to explain that more robustly later. But I wanted to hone in on that first phrase, equipping them to be more like Christ, equipping our church and ourselves to be more like Christ. If we're honest with ourselves, uh, we don't fully look like Christ yet. Although we've say, or we've been saved and redeemed, we don't look like Christ fully. There are areas of our life that still need to be remade by his spirit. And today we're going to talk about one of those areas called prayer, which is an expansive thing. And there are so many facets to it. Prayer is something almost every world religion has some form of. And something that people who don't even claim a formal religion value and see as of worth. Um, And as meditation and spiritual practice become more of an influence in the West, it's important for us to understand what we mean when we talk about prayer. Uh, Luckily, to help shed some light on this in the process of prayer, I'm joined by my good friend Andrew Rutten, a pastor here at Providence Omaha, and a co-laborer in the Christian Formation podcast and blog. Andrew what would you like to say to Providence Church? Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to do this. I think as we've talked about the, the blog and, and starting this, the, the idea of, of Christian formation is, is huge for us. We want to help uh, the church understand and um, really embrace what it looks like to grow as um, or grow in the likeness of Christ and what that means to actually engage our cities uh, and the nations with, with the gospel. And so uh, I'm hopeful that this will be fruitful in, in helping just form us as uh, greater disciples of Jesus and that, that it really would help send us into uh, our neighborhoods, our families, mm-hmm. our workplaces, or like you said, globally, um, with a greater understanding of the gospel and how that applies to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited to start this off with you. Um, so, yeah, you just wrote a blog on prayer. And, like, what was the thing, um, like, when we sat down to talk about this maybe a month or two ago, um, you put prayer on, like, the top of your list. Right. Like, what was, 
um, like why that, especially at the turn of the year, like why is prayer so important for us? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you mentioned it in the beginning there, but the the idea of prayer is not unique to Christianity. I think there's something in all people that at some point prayer makes sense, whether that's another world religion, whether that is somebody who uh, is fairly agnostic, and uh, at some point when tragedy strikes, the, the this urge for prayer or, or to just hope that maybe there's something or someone else out there to uh, help is just common, I think, in almost all people. And I think that then when you kind of hone into Christianity, prayer is unique because it's one of the great applications to our purpose, I think. So so I could give, you know, scripture after scripture we could look at that talks about prayer. Um, but, but even if you go all the way back to Genesis, we were created to be in relationship with God. Genesis 1 and 2 was formed with us being in this beautiful union with God. And because of sin, that we've been separated. And prayer is one of the things that since then, um, we actually have this ability to taste what it was like and what we were created for Mm. before sin that we actually get to communicate with God. And so you see that throughout all of Scripture as you move into uh, how God dwelled with his people through um, his presence being in the temple, how he uh, called his people to speak to to him and to come to him. And then uh, that just moves as uh, the redemptive history moves on to Jesus actually coming, being with people, actually communicating, uh, and then sending his spirit to us to actually um, dwell inside of us and to uh, one day actually get to the place where we are again fully with God. And, and when we pray now, what we're doing is we're tapping into this relationship that we were created for, that we were created to speak to God, for him to speak to us. We were created to be in this relationship. And one of the themes of the Bible in redemption is that uh, God will be ours and we will be God's, that he will be our God, we will be his people. uh, And that encompasses this relational aspect um, that prayer begins to tap into. And so uh, I think it's uh, huge throughout the Bible, um, as well as for especially a church plant, um, we believe that prayer is uh, a driving force of uh, God's actions. That when we actually pray that it does matter, and as we want to see uh, the kingdom come, as we want to see the kingdom expanded uh, in Omaha and beyond, uh, one of our primary power sources is to pray to that end. And Jesus says that the Father loves to answer prayers, loves to um, speak to his children and to say yes when it is good for uh, his glory and the good of the people around us. And so um, prayer is just paramount throughout scriptures as it taps into that relationship uh, and helps us really achieve the the mission that we've been given. Mm. Yeah. I think that you hit the nail on the head as far as like prayer being... um, purpose by like God for like our relationship to him and I feel like um the world has sort of taken like the benefits of prayer and separated them from Mm. like the creator um even just this last week I was listening to a podcast on productivity which sounds like a really nerdy thing but um something I like to do and the host was talking about how meditation can help uh you be more like productive and he you know like I basically just sort of separated like the fruit of prayer from like the person of prayer like Mm. who we're talking to when we pray um and essentially set up meditation as sort of like an adult time out to sort of set your mind right um you should take some time to meditate and yeah i think that we miss out on like a huge mystical and mysterious part of prayer if we just uh separate it as like a practice and like a fruit and 
you know, sort of split it from the person of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In your blog, you talked about um, this one quote. I'll just read it real quick. It says, uh, this is by Tim Keller. You quote Keller in his book on prayer. Definitions often limit ideas too severely, and this may be dangerous with prayer. In part, this is you talking now, I agree with Keller, so I will not give any sort of definition but basic parameters that are needed on such a topic as prayer. What do you mean when you say, like, uh, definitions are limiting to this idea of prayer? Yeah, so it was interesting to to read Keller's point of view on that. And I think um, we've talked about this. I think that I kind of like it to to an extent, and it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. And, and I think what he's trying to say in his book is— um, is to not rush too quickly to defining prayer um, because he would say that, that prayer as a, as a concept and an idea um, is too big. And when we, we define it so uh, in such a condensed manner or so concisely, we begin to limit uh, kind of the mystical nature of what prayer is. And so uh, part of me likes that. And so that's why I said I agreed to the extent that um, Prayer is a little bit bigger than just one simple definition that our minds can kind of wrap around. Um, but I do think that uh, giving some sort of parameters are necessary because I, I think you can then begin to fall on either side of defining it too literally. And I think in our, our Western culture sometimes, if we get a definition with three aspects to it, we'll just try to check off those three aspects and just mm-hmm. nail down a rigid kind of structure to it, in which prayer, I think, is bigger than that, and a little bit more uh, mystical than that. Yet, at the same time, if you give no definition, and Keller does end up through the the, the book getting to a workable, fairly um, generic definition to give some parameters, um, but if you if you don't do that, I think the danger is then we fall into this um, this camp where we don't really know what prayer is, we don't know how to pray, and therefore uh, we don't take advantage of the blessing that prayer actually is. And so I think uh, when we talk about prayer, uh, the the parameters that are necessary, I think, is to understand that it is a it is a dialogue. It, it is a mm-hmm. relational aspect of um, us communicating with God, and, and that involves us speaking as well as us listening. And so um, the, uh, the often given illustration of a, of a marriage or of a couple, right, there's, um, there, there's just the idea of any healthy relationship involves uh, communication coming from both sides. So if I were to um, work all day, come home to my wife, and, uh, and I just kind of tell her, hey, here are the things that happened. Here's the things that I'm kind of worried about. Here's the things I was excited about today. And by the way, here's the couple things our son needs, uh, and can you make sure to do this by tomorrow? And I leave. I mean, that's not a healthy relationship. If I don't know her at <laughs> yeah. all, I don't hear from her at all, and it's all one-sided, uh, it can be dangerous in the health of our relationship. And I think it's the same way with God. I think for us, we, a lot of us will often err on the side of that type of relationship, where when we think prayer, we think, I'm going to communicate to God the things that I need, the things yeah. that I'm worried about, the things that I'm excited about. And here's a few things that I could use. And we just kind of quit. And we say, okay, I prayed. Um, and I think the aspect of yeah. listening and the two-way dialogue is, is often missed. And so that's why in this blog we, we kind of set the parameters as that. That at the base level we need to know that it is a two-way conversation um, between us and God. Mm. Yeah. I think that's super healthy. And, I mean, that's not, that's not necessarily like a definition, but it's a great like right. analogy. Yeah. And I love like the marriage picture. Because, yeah, like, I mean— I know my wife would hate it if I just 
right word yeah. vomited on her and then said all right i'm going to bed yeah you know yep like there's a, a listening aspect and yeah maybe that's one of the aspects that um we've kind of missed in the west a little bit it's just like being able to sit down and read our bible or just sit and listen to the lord yeah. um so i love this quote um i've been reading a book called um it's Tozer on prayer, A.W. Tozer, great CMA guy. Got to represent the Christian oh, yeah. Missionary Alliance. And he says this, and I thought it was, it was really good. He says, some of the churches now advertise courses on how to pray. And he says, how ridiculous. That is like giving a course on how to fall in love. When the Holy Spirit comes, he takes the things of God and translates them into language our hearts can understand. Um, and so, yeah, we really do have to walk like this fine line of, um, I guess keeping it open-handed with like our definitions, but also like defining it in a way that is helpful for Christians. I mean, I think to that, I think that we need to know ourselves well too, because I think some of us will err on the side of, um, I just want a structure and I just want to get my lists done and I, I need to pray for those things. But others of us, you know, when we hear that, we, we do bristle against that. We don't really like that. And so we like the more open-ended, don't define it. Let's just um, let it be what it is. And I think the air on that side is that God has in Scripture um, given us some uh, examples of prayer, some ways to pray. Uh, and so without any parameters or any sort of definition, um, I, I think it's dangerous as well. And so I think it's important for us to know ourselves there. And if we're a little bit more structured, maybe type A, uh, it will be good for us to grow in just listening to God and silencing ourselves and just spending time uh, kind of seeing what the Holy Spirit says. And if, if that's more of our bent, I think it would be good to kind of um, move towards the middle and, and actually looking through the Bible and seeing what are some of the examples of prayer. And there is in Scripture ways to pray or ways that we see, you know, the early saints or Jesus himself or the Old Testament saints actually praying uh, and following that is, is good and healthy. And obviously we have uh, the Psalms, which are just, you know, prayers and songs and, and poems to God, and after different situations in the psalmist's life, we get to see how did mm. they pray, and how can we model our prayers after that. And so I think there has to be a healthy balance of understanding some parameters, but also embracing the, the mystical element to um, what each relationship is uniquely. Yeah, for sure. That said, how do we, what, like, what advice would you give for holding prayer? Um, like, what, in your own prayer life, like, how do you like spend your time like interceding and how do you spend your time like listening to God? Yeah. So I, I would say I am in the camp of uh, being a little bit more type a, a little bit more structured in this. And I, I know myself well enough to know that I, I cannot have an effective and disciplined prayer life if I don't have some sort of list. So maybe some of you have experienced this where you kind of say, okay, I want to pray or I'm going to sit down to pray and you maybe, you know, pray for your, your spouse, or you pray for your kids, or you pray for your, your classes that you're in, or you pray for your grandma or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you don't really know what else to pray about. And you got a thousand things that were in your head that are now, you know, gone, and you hear space down, you don't know, it's been 10 seconds, and you don't have any idea what to pray for. And so, um, I do think there's a benefit to um, some sort of rhythm. Uh, so one of the things that I've done before is just had daily um, themes or topics, I guess. And so, for example, I've done where, you know, on Monday, I would just pray um, for the world. And so I would pray for uh, the unreached parts of our world. I would pray for persecuted Christians around 
around the world. I'd pray for world leaders that um, that they would actually either come to know Jesus or, or lead in a way that ushers in the kingdom or that God would be sovereign over that. Um, and then maybe Tuesday I pray for Omaha, and I just pray for our, you know, leaders, our, whether it's government leaders or business leaders, church leaders. Uh, I pray for the um, broken parts of our city that are just hurting and where the, the compassion and the love of Christ has to enter in. I pray for people that I know, for um, other churches. And then maybe, you know, another day you're praying for just, you know, friends and people that are lost that you really want to see come to know him. And I think that stuff like that helps give some either boundaries or helps just gives you a prompt to to know what kind of things to pray about. Now, yeah. I didn't always stick on that. And some Mondays there was something big going on in our church, and I spent most of the time praying for our church instead of the world, and that's okay. Um, but I think that that helps uh, a little bit. But one of the other things that helps me on the other side of kind of the more um, just kind of hearing from God has been learning how to um, pray and listen to Scripture. I think that's been a big one of um, actually, whether it's, you know, the Psalms are, are maybe the easiest, because those are oftentimes prayers, um, but whatever you're praying through, actually trying to hear from the Lord and how He's mm. speaking that in. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, the Lord will give me either situations or other people or things going on that this kind of speaks into. And I kind of use that to listen to that and pray about those things. Some of those things I'd have no idea. Maybe a person would never have come into my mind. And as I read through something in Scripture, um, that person just pops into my mind. And we may think that is a coincidence often, and maybe sometimes it is. It's random. But sometimes I believe that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us and and, um, guiding us to pray for that person or a certain situation. And so I think we have to have space where um, we do listen and and we just hear from God. Um, A lot of times that comes through Scripture, but a lot of times um, that may just be silencing ourselves and and just trying Mm. to to hear and listen. And that's a a discipline that not many of us have is being able to just be silent. Um, But I I think that's a a huge element uh, of prayer. Yeah. For sure. I know that's one my wife and I have been uh, definitely trying to hone in on as far as just like listening to God. And it's hard. It is. Uh, yeah. It's difficult to to be to sit in silence, even if it's like a practice. Um, it's really hard, especially when you're being like bombarded by things yep. every second, you know, ads on Facebook, ads on TV, ads in the car. Uh, silence is a is not something we're good at here in the West. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that is, I mean, like you said, everything uh, in our life is kind of designed to either be white noise behind us or things kind of popping up and notifications on our phone and just things that are just always kind of happening. I mean, it's rare to even, you know, ride in your car without having music on, even if you're not listening. <laughs> yeah. to I mean, it's just we need noise and we need things um, to be looking at or doing. I mean, most of the time when I'm driving, if I, you know, hit a stoplight, I pull my phone out quick. And I just look at something just because. Like, that's just the nature of I'm addicted to um, looking at new things and having new things kind of stimulate my eyes and my mind. Um, but I think the, the idea of listening in prayer and quieting ourselves um, is where we oftentimes hear the Lord the, the most. And, and it's a missing element, I think, of a lot of our um, lives and a lot of our churches because we're not used to it here. And it's, um, it's very difficult for us to do that. But uh, I do think it's, it's essential. In, in this relationship, it goes back to the marriage analogy. If, if we're only talking and never listening, it, it's not a healthy relationship. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm excited for this part of uh, Providence's journey as we start um, 
Yeah, as we start to grow in our prayers, um, as we grow in our formation, I think that the Holy Spirit's going to use this um, to transform us, um, to make us just more full and rich disciples of Jesus, and also to help us reach our city, reach the world um, for the glory of God. And so, yeah, man, thanks for putting together this piece. I'm excited um, to look at prayer more in-depthly. It would be a shame for us to maybe end this without praying. That's true. <laughs> it would be only right and fitting. It would be only right. Let me pray for us. Father, would you, um, would you shape and change us and uh, make us more like Christ? Um, Lord, would uh, the things we hear on Sunday, the things we read throughout the week, the texts um, that you've given us not just be knowledge um, that would build up and puff up our egos, but would it be knowledge that changes us and makes us look more like you? Um, would you restore to us, um, I guess, a mystical sense of prayer? Um, would you remind us that um, it is indeed a conversation with you, Lord, and that in and of itself is a mystery that uh, we can't describe, why God would come and speak to us and love us through Jesus. Um, we can't describe it, but we need it, and um, yeah, and we, we want it to shape us. So would you do that uh, through us? Would you do that in us? In your holy name, amen. Amen.